Hi, I'm Lauren Class Schneider with Class Notes for Broadway Radio. I'm here with Nicola Murphy, director of Pump Girl, playing off-Broadway at the Irish Repertory Theater. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. You bet, you bet. We are going to dive right in to this incredibly interesting story. Pump Girl tells the story of a gas station attendant, a man named Hammy, his wife, Sinead, and the show is billed as these three lives coming together on stage to present a slice of rural Northern Irish life. Yeah. Nicola, tell us about your process in this piece. Um, so we, I had heard of Pump Girl before. I'd never read the play or seen it, which is always like my preference of anything I'm working on. Um, mm. And it, it definitely took a few reads. It's so detailed and so complex. Um, and it's also a monologue play, which, you know, presents its own kind of challenges. But we had a really wonderful process. You know, I'm very big on um, research, and we definitely needed a, a significant amount of table work with this project, which was really nice to have that, like, for the first week and really kind of allowed us to build the world and, um sort of get on the same page with these people and this place because environment is such a big part of the play. Um, and then we got to work a lot individually, obviously, because um, it is a monologue play. And then towards the end, sort of we're able to bring it all together and, and really kind of find um, a lot of like kind of kinesthetic response with regards to the piece and, and being in a kind of a small playing space. Like it, even though, the characters never interact. It was very important that we still had a sense of a sort of ensemble uh, with the three actors. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, the production, when it was first staged with the three actors sitting next to each other in chairs on a bare stage. Yeah. In this production, however, the characters have specific and detailed spaces. Will mm-hmm. you talk a little bit about in your own mind, what that evolution is and about working with the designers to make the change. Yeah, so Ushan Chen, um, our scenic designer, was really interested in um, making the most of the space that we had in terms of kind of turning it on its head, like the the way that we've configured the basement um, uh, staging down in the Irish Rep has never been done before. And it allowed us to kind of get the most width out of the space and also use one of the walls that we thought was architecturally most interesting. Um, and it felt important to both of us to give it a little bit more space and dynamic. Um, I sort of wanted to avoid just having talking heads because I think there's so much to follow and it's, it's such a detailed piece that sometimes it can be hard for an audience and and it was nice to be able to just give them even a little bit of a space and environment because again, as I said, environment is such an important part of this piece. And so that was important with the set design as well. We, we had like, obviously the whole kind of feel of the space is quite abstract because they're in so many different locations, but we also had a few little grounding um, sort of naturalistic pieces for each space as well. Uh Uh-huh. And then talk a little bit about the fact that the piece premiered in 2006 at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, mm-hmm. made its New York debut at Manhattan Theater Club the following year, 2007. So it's 12 years later. Mm-hmm. What interests you about the piece returning to New York mm-hmm. now and at Irish Rep? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, well, I think um, the piece, you know, especially now with the Me Too movement and some of the more open conversations that we're having surrounding, you know, uh, sexual assault and rape and toxic masculinity, this piece really delves into sort of the both of the sides of that. And I think the way that Abby has written the male character, Hammy, is kind of unlike anything I've seen in terms of really exploring his sort of psyche and, and his process and, and how he kind of recovers from the events that happen in the play, um, as much as we kind of have the point of view of the two female characters, which I think is really important, um, you know, in our current landscape in terms of really trying to get to the heart of these kinds of issues and and kind of finding a way to kind of work through them. Um, I think it's sort of easy sometimes to portray um, the, the act or the negative side without kind of delving in a little bit more in terms of why these kinds of things happen. And I think that's what makes the play so kind of profound is that now, 12 years later, it's still uh, maybe in a way, unfortunately, just as relevant as it was then. And I know Abby herself has, um, you know, said that she she's looked at it every time it's kind of been done to see if there's any rewrites that need to be made to keep it present day. And honestly, there really is very little, which sort of is a is a testament to the piece. Right, 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 right. Absolutely. Um, talk a little bit about working with Abby as the writer and her influence, not influence, the collaboration, the not collaboration. Mm-hmm. How how do you two work? Um, well, we emailed quite a bit in the early days, just kind of a few specific questions I had, um, even before we had cast the project, just to make sure we were kind of on the same page with that, because obviously with a monologue play, it's with any play, you know, it's always so much about casting, but particularly with this. Um, yeah. And then, um, you know, we kind of kept in contact a little bit throughout the, the process. But I think, you know, in a way for Abby, like this piece, has, as you said, it premiered in 2006 at Edinburgh Fringe. It was at Manhattan Theatre Club. You know, in a way, I think it's a piece that is finished and it's sort of here. And I think she was just quite excited that it was getting a revival and that, you know, it was very kind of um, open to our interpretation of it, which is always really great awesome. from a writer. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I find it interesting that your background is not only as a director, but that you mm-hmm. also are an actor and you produce. Will you address a little bit about your diversity and bringing that to the directing process and how maybe you relate to actors and the designers mm-hmm. and the venue, the producer, yeah. knowing all two hats as you do? <laughs> Yeah, I think, um, you know, I started as an actress and never really planned to direct. It was sort of something that happened. And once I started doing it, I realized how much I really loved it. And I had um, a theater company when I was very young, when I had just graduated. I went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. That's where I trained as an actress um, and sort of immediately realized um, how how much of a kind of self-starter you have to be not only in this industry, but also in New York. 
um, uh-huh. and sort of started producing. And um, the first show I did out of college was something that I had self-produced with a friend of mine. And I think it just really, it gives you an insight into the inner workings of things and how collaboration is so important for any project. And, and I think that that sort of has given me a real view of, of, of how much, how, how important that is for any project and, and how much value I put in all of the other people that I'm sort of working alongside. And, and generally also just having a background in acting, I think, is really helpful in terms of understanding an actor's process and being able to understand a little bit of some of the also insecurities that that come with that and and the challenges and you know it's a lot uh, about being able to navigate that as much as it is having your own sort of artistic um, input also. Right, 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 right. And um, for yourself as a director on this particular piece, could you share a few things that you may have learned in the process? Yeah, I mean. Uh... That's such a good question. I mean, I think with every, with every project, you know, I'm always trying to kind of take the next step forward or challenge myself in some way. And I think for me, this piece, the biggest challenge was doing a monologue play. You know, it's it's not, it wouldn't necessarily be my go-to if I were to think about something I'd want to do, because I think it presents a lot of hidden challenges. But I, I learned a lot about how important it is to... And and how I guess maybe what I learned most is how to navigate a piece like that and how a lot of my aesthetic and the sort of things that are important to me as a director still stand, you know, with any project that you do. And I found that now with, you know, whether it's a musical or, you know, a, a big ensemble play or a smaller piece or something that's done not in a conventional theater space, which would have been the last show I worked on. You know, a lot of the stuff that you bring to it is still important. It's important to have that baseline and then you sort of adjust based on what the play needs. Um, So it was really interesting. I mean, especially for a show that has a lot of direct address, like the audience are really, in a way, kind of our scene partner. So that was was really interesting, learning about that, you know. Yeah, that's a really lovely concept. In, in thinking about monologue play relation to audience, other actors mm-hmm. on stage, and scene partner. Um, tell us something that might have taken place in the rehearsal room that perhaps didn't seem newsworthy, but mm-hmm. that captured your imagination or stuck in your memory or a pivotal point of something mm-hmm. that took place in the rehearsal studio. Yeah, well, I um, like to incorporate a lot of movement in my in the sort of explorative time, you know, that we have in the first couple of weeks. Um, when I did my MFA, we did a lot of um, lab and training. And so I always kind of feel that it's really important to explore a character and a space physically as well as intellectually. And there would have been a few, you know, you kind of think again, looking at it on paper, it's a three-character monologue play that, oh, there's not so much interaction that happens, but we actually explored a lot of the kind of bigger moments that happen in the play through movement, and, and that was really interesting in terms of just giving some ideas of how how the piece actually lives. Even if we don't see that on stage, we, we should kind of feel it. So 
there was a couple of moments in there that became really inspirational as we move forward. Oh, lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you and hearing your beautiful accent. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Lauren Schneider with Nicola Murphy, director of Pump Girl, playing off-Broadway at the Irish Repertory Theatre, extended through January 12th. Thank you.